It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. Welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy. My name is Tom Scarda. I am a franchise consultant by day and uh, a podcaster by night, I guess is what we would say. Um, I've been in the franchise industry for more than 20 years, helping people figure out the franchise world and whether it's a fit for them. I typically work with folks that are frustrated with their career and want to make a change. I work with people that actually want to keep their job, but diversify their investments as well. So if you are thinking about franchising, please, let's have a conversation. There's a lot to know, uh, and we'll we, we will cover a lot if we have, you know, just a 20 minute phone call. There's no obligation to work with me. My um, services are free anyway. I get paid by the franchise company for bringing well-qualified people that match their top performing profile for their current franchise owners. So welcome to the Franchise Academy. This is everything that you want to know about franchising, the good, the bad, and the ugly, all unbiased. I've owned and operated franchises. I've had great success. I've even failed in a franchise, which actually made me a franchise expert. And so we'll talk about a great franchise today, which is up and coming and something that if you're looking to kind of hit your wagon to something that is almost kind of a ground floor opportunity, but will be a brand name nationally in a few years. This is a great episode to listen to. So today we're talking about Heyday, and um, Heyday is a personal care franchise. I have a franchise expert with me by the name of Sean Bach. So Sean is an attorney. He's been in the franchise industry for 15 years. Now he's working with Heyday to help them grow. Sean, welcome to the Franchise Academy. Thank you, Tom. It's really great to, to, to be here and to talk about franchising in general. So thanks. It, it's, it's an honor to have you. I know you're really busy. It took us like six weeks to get this scheduled at least, maybe even longer. But um, I'm so glad that we got this going today. Um, so hey, Day, in general, what's the concept? Sure. So the concept is uh, focusing on personalized curated facials. Um, we really believe that facials are not about beauty or pampering. We really believe it should be a part of everyone's wellness routine. Um, one of our co-founders, Michael Pollock, always says, um, you brush your teeth every day, you visit a dentist on, on occasion. We are the same thing in regards to how do you take care of your, your face. And so the there's been so much noise in regards to the skincare industry about what's the proper way to take care of your skin. And everybody has, has different skin types. So Heyday has really cut through the clutter. Um, we provide personalized facials for everyone. So when a client comes in, an esthetician will examine uh, your, your skin type and will make a recommendation on the best course of, of, um, uh, of modalities for you during that day. So how that's different is most facials you have a prearranged menu and you choose what you believe is best for your skin. And that's akin to, again, you examining your own teeth and saying, I think I have a cavity. Why don't I, I do some work on it? So um, our heyday estheticians are, are well-trained on identifying the trends that they're seeing and, and aligning with the goals of the client to create a, a personalized facial every month. 
I think the other big differentiator from us is that we're very accessible. Um, this is not a half a day type of excursion. You're not, you're not in, in a row. You're not going to hear the sounds of, of whales calling out in the ocean. Um, this is really uh, a utilitarian exercise where people want to get in and out. Um, and so it's really resonated with cust customer base younger than 35. Um, we have about 75% of our customer base is younger um, than 35 because they really have invested in, in their skincare for quite a long time. Why is that, Sean? Why, why is it under 35, do you think? So I think there's a couple of, of reasons. Um, and, and this is, this is you know, my core belief. And that is, in 1988, the FDA came out and said, prolonged sun, sun exposure could be harmful to your skin. And oh, by the way, we are approving companies to create what's called a sun protection factor lotion. Sun protection factor means SPF. So in the mid-80s, you had all these moms hearing that the sun is bad, put on this, this uh, SPF. And so children were raised with the idea of, I need to take care of my skin. So this group of, of millennials and younger are ingrained on, no, it's really important for me to, to brush my teeth and, and wash my face every day and, and put on the right products. So there's that. And then I think the second piece, and this is really a trend we're starting to see over the last three to four years, it's Instagram. Uh, the number of photos, Tom, that you and I took when we were in our early to mid-20s, right? Probably very minimal, and it never went public. So think about the photos that they're taking every day. Public, they're, it's, it's being posted on uh, all of their social media channels. So it's really important for them to have the skin that they are really proud of. Right. And, and also, as you say that, what pops into my mind is that in 2022, it's so much easier to run a business than it was 20 years ago before social media. Um, you know, word of mouth type stuff. So, um, it, you know, as long as you run a good business and great customer service, of course, you need that because it could backfire if you screw it up. Um, and, and Heyday does a fabulous job and you can see that all over Instagram, not to mention Yelp. So, um, so if I'm thinking about a franchise and, and I kind of passed by the Heyday um, website, um, you know, why, why should I buy a Heyday as opposed sure. to the other 4,000 concepts? <laughs> Right. I, I, that's a, a really great question. And I think what it comes down to is um, it, this early opportunity gives you access to the best trade areas around the country. Because as you said, Tom, two, three years from now, everybody's going to hear about heyday. And then that means you're just going to be too late to the game. Um, and what, how I talk about heyday is really in regards to the success stories that have paved the way for us. So Massage Envy, European Wax, Amazing Lash, Dry Bar. These are all single services that were pulled out of a salon or a day spa. And it, there was focus, there was specialization, which allowed for better operations and better marketing messages. And so if you think about Massage Envy having 1,100 locations, they pulled massages out of the day spa or resort. You think about European wax, pulling waxing out of your normal kind of salon. Um, they have 900 locations around the country. Um, Dry Bar has over 150 locations. 
Amazing Lashes over 200 locations. So think about that. But then uh, skincare is the highest spend out of any of those. So a simple, a simple thing to do is if you know this, the service called Google Trends. So if you go on Google and you type in Google Trends, you can see the popularity of any search term. So if you go to skincare routine and look at the popularity of skincare routine over the last five years, you'll see that that demand has exploded. People need advice, uh, objective advice on how to take care of their skin, and they just don't know where to turn to. So do they go to Sephora and ask a castmate who's not a trained esthetician? What should they be using from an SPS perspective? Not really, no. And so Heyday is really... Um, here to fill in that gap, that unspoken need, and it's it's a very accessible um, it's a it's a very accessible um, opportunity for a client to come in. And Tom, you and I, we would never go into a day spa right for for, for getting facials because it's 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 against our the, our grain. But Heyday is a place where we could go to as as um, men who are seeing some fine lines. And having that addressed as well as you know millennials, I love that, and and the fact that it's acceptable, you know, to everyday people, but you know, meaning that you don't need to spend four hours, um, and and also that it's acceptable for for men, and um, you know, because more and more people are taking care of their skin, and you know, and not to mention the, the different um, you know sun issues that you get I, you know my family that actually runs uh pretty high and and so it's interesting but so if I'm, I'm out i'm looking for a franchise all of that stuff you just said is really appealing to me but man i know nothing about facials i don't know how to give a facial so maybe i shouldn't buy this franchise that's a great uh misconception that that we we have um and, and it what it comes down to is the talent that a franchise operator brings is how to build the right team and how to keep that team in place for a very long time. So your job is to really hire a shop educator who comes from an esthetician background. He or she has done skincare for quite a long time and most likely has educated others on on proper skincare uh, techniques for estheticians. That's your shop educator. And you and the shop educator will work on hiring the right estheticians and getting them trained through the heyday way. Um, I was previously at Dry Bar for six years, started their franchise division, and understood what it took to get a number of stylists trained throughout the country in a very expedient manner. And we leveraged the power of franchise and the power of training. And this is a very uh, translatable skill set that we're going to be doing with Heyday. So the franchise operators really focused on putting the right team in place and managing and leading that team. Is, is there a connection between Heyday and Massage Envy and, and European Wax and on all those guys? Yeah, I, th I think I think what it comes down to is that they've really they really created the roadmap on this single service type of model and the power on of focus. So you can focus on massages, you can focus on facials, and you can be the best at it. The other side of it is, is that you can focus your marketing message. If you're a salon and you offer 
five or six different services, what are you going to focus on? Are you going to focus on lashes, nails, pedicures, you name it? So what we try to do is with Heyday, we, we try to say, look, there's a lot of noise in regards to skincare. Um, come to us because we're the skincare experts. And I think that is a trend, as you said, throughout um, personal care, but you also see it in other segments as well, uh, whether it's health or, or um, even any food, restaurants. Raising canes. They're getting more. Look at raising canes, right? I mean, right. very simple. You know what you're going to get, and they're, they're the best chicken strips that you have, right? So it's, it's been proven out from industry to industry that focus helps from operational training and marketing. So um, tell me a little bit about the relationship with L5 Capital. It's kind of unique in franchising as far as I've seen over the years. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, great question. I mean, I think L5 Capital, if you if we had a, a fast forward button and we went 10 years in the future, I think that in the franchise industry, they're creating a new model that people will be trying to replicate from a private equity standpoint, because really what they're doing is that they are acting as a, a standard private equity. We raised 20 and a half million in February of 2021, um, and they acted as the lead investor. But on top of what L5 does is that they have a consulting arm that helps reduce the amount of risk a franchisor has because new franchisors typically can't or won't hire franchise experience executives. So they'll make a lot of mistakes in the first 20 to 50 openings, mistakes that you can't reverse because you have these 10 year agreements that you need to commit to. And so L5's consulting arm does a really good job of preventing those types of, of mistakes. On top of all of that, um, what's really great is that they they really believe in the brands that they stand by to the point that they are a multi-unit franchisee as well. So L5 is committed to opening 60 locations over the next five to seven years. Um, and that really helps from uh, in terms of us talking to franchise candidates to say, look, we have a private equity group who not only is investing in us, um, but you have a franchisee who is actually sitting on the board. So you have a franchisee voice, and that's very uncommon in the franchise world. Well, this is brilliant. And I want to go over this again, because I want the listeners to really understand what you're saying here. This, this is like really huge. And, and even for me, I'm just kind of learning about this right now. I, I didn't realize it. So typically, when a franchise starts, you know, you got, um, you know, whatever it is, XYZ franchise, they were a business that decided we want to grow. And the way we're going to grow is instead of um, going to the bank and getting money and raising capital, we're going to sell franchises. We're going to grow with other people's money. So uh, the first thing you do is, you know, you get your brother-in-law and on board to, you know, run the first one. Then the second one might be, you know, a cousin in a different state. Uh, and then you actually might sell one to somebody that you don't know. Typically, I forget the exact number, but somewhere is around 80 to 85% of franchises never get past five franchisees because of that issue. Now, what you're saying is, and so now those, those people that are starting those franchises and they got five units open, they're desperate for income. And so they're going to sell more franchises. 
You could write a check, it'll clear, we'll give you a franchise. So you're saying L5, they're bringing all that to the table. They, so we're not desperate for money at Heyday. We have 20 million or whatever it is already. Um, and so yeah. now I'm able to hire somebody like you with all that experience, a franchise attorney at the helm, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like that's a game changer, man. It's, it's a huge game changer. And we, you know, we're really proud of the fact that we just wrapped up a project that we called the five-year franchise or milestone. And really what our internal goal was, what are the common attributes of a five-year franchise or older? And how do we, how do we hit and meet those project and milestones by year one of our anniversary? So at the end of February, we completed a long list of, of items like we launched a learning management system. We have identified over 450 trade areas where we can uh, market and open a heyday location. We have a fully robust uh, franchise development process that really filters out, um, filters in the right candidates and filters out the wrong candidates. So you and I know, Tom, those first five to 10, ten franchisees are crucial to the success of a franchise or in general. So all of those things are meant to deleverage de the risk that a startup franchisor has, which should make a candidate more likely to look at us because we've we've downsized the risk, but we've opened up the opportunity where we have amazing traders like Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee is one of those markets where we don't have a franchise candidate yet, but when we find one, like it's gonna go gangbusters. So it's it's really an interesting model that I think that a lot of people will be replicating or copying down the road. And I think L5 has done an amazing job of, of being really wonderful partners for us. It sounds like it's very data-driven. Like you're, you're not just saying, oh, wait, you live in Albuquerque? We'll sell you a franchise. <laughs> Correct. So <laughs> we, you and I know, Tom, that like when we have a franchise candidate, um, their, their desire to open a location is highly dependent upon where they live. Right. So, so we have the conversations of, look, you know, Penny, we understand that you live in, in such and such an area, but this is the number one trade area in this market. And, and unless you are bought in on opening in that trade area, I'm afraid we'll have to go somewhere else and talk to somebody else. So, so let's back up a second. I got to get that straight. So, yeah. so you're saying like, um, all right, I, I live in Manhattan. Like everybody knows Manhattan, New York, right? So I live in Manhattan, um, and and I'm just this. This is not true, but I'm just saying. I call you up and I'm like, hey, I want to open up something in Manhattan. You have data that shows that it might be much better in Brooklyn as opposed to Manhattan. Correct. And Correct. If, I, if and if I say, hey, I don't want to do Brooklyn because I live in Manhattan, you're gonna pass on me and go to somebody that lives in that won't open up in Brooklyn. Yeah, I think I think the best example is think about somebody who calls in from Wichita, Kansas, right? Pretty good market, top 120. But at this point, we'll tell them, look, we need to prove out how well this business will do in places like the Gulch in Nashville, we need in Highland Park in Dallas. And then when we do prove it out, then we'll open up more markets like Wichita, Kansas. So really what we want to do is put our best foot forward. And the best way to do that in our belief is identify the top 450 trade areas and 
talk to our franchise candidates and say, look, we've done the homework. You're coming into a system because you believe that we are the experts in regard to this. And so this expertise is just extended to our real estate selection process. And so if you're bought in that this is the right financial model, then you should also be bought in on the fact that this is the right real estate model that we're taking on. That, um, I don't think people understand how unbelievably great that is. Yes. Um, right. Right. right? Yeah. You know, when you, when you look at the broad spectrum of franchises that are out there, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they figure out their data driven territories, we'll call it, or trade areas, you know, 25 units in the first 25, you right. know, like, let's right. see if it works here. We don't know, you know, and look, the, what the, I think the reason that we're so confident is because of the operating history we have our, with our company-owned locations. So it should be noted that we have 10 company-owned locations. So we are fully vested as an operator and that we believe that our company-owned locations, which we'll always retain, is a huge function of, of how we contribute to the franchise, um, to our, our franchise community. So who would be... I got two questions that, that I don't know if you can answer them, but if you can, it would be great. Mm-hmm. One is, could you, like right now, if you said, hey, the top five markets that we're looking to put people in, do you know, could you name five cities? Sure. It would be, it would be in, in my opinion, the best opportunities would be San Diego, Nashville, Chicago, Charlotte, and you have anybody in Dallas yet? Seattle. Seattle. Okay. Yes. Um, so yes. So Dallas, um, L5 is actually opening five locations. We were opening, uh, our first location, Knox Henderson, um, in the middle of the summer this year. So we'll, we'll have a, we'll have a pretty big presence in Dallas. L5 is opening about three locations in Atlanta. Um, this year, so we'll have about we'll have about uh, eighteen to twenty locations open by the end of this year. Super, love that. So, who is the best candidate for you? What what is the background? What's the attributes? Yeah, I I would Tom, I would caution that we don't have one defined best candidate um, because we have a broad mix of what we would title as personas. So, one is fairly obvious, and that is a multi-unit operator who has built a really great team and is looking to reward team members with new opportunities. So this business really gears itself towards multi-unit operation in a manager-led business. Um, and so I think multi-unit operators who have seen success in say fitness or food, it would be uh, nicely translated into operating um, a heyday location or multiple locations. Um, I think the the second type of a person is someone who's really loves skincare. Um, there's nothing better than uh, having an owner who's really passionate about skincare and meeting the needs of the client because that really resonates with the estheticians. And if if I'm going to tell you one KPI that is going to determine the success factor of a heyday location, that is the long term longevity of the estheticians. How long has an esthetician been there? So. If we find really great people who have um, a passion for skincare, that tends to translate well. And I think the third piece, um, and Tom, you and I can can really uh, do a deep dive on this one. I do believe 
that you're starting to see private equity and family office. They, they started it as an investment in franchisors. Then they moved to consolidating franchisees. So Planet Fitness, Massage Envy roll-ups, Orange Theory roll-ups, right? What do you think is the next frontier? It's new startups that have well, um, uh, a, a great balance sheet and an investment ahead of, of the curve. And that, that's heyday. Yeah, no question about it. Um, so it's almost, for, for most people, I think it's going to be more of a um, investment model as opposed to I'm going to change my career and, and own a franchise like uh, heyday. Um, well, I mean, so our FDD will get, uh, ish, our new FDD will get issued within the next week or so. Um, but I would, I would tell you that if you're a, Tom, if you're talking to a VP of, of pharmaceutical sales, I think that one to three locations would be a really great uh, opportunity for someone. So they, they can move away from the career that potentially has been burning them out for quite a long time. Um, yeah. There is an opportunity for them to open while retaining their current position, but in in, in fairly short order, um, there is the opportunity for them to see. Okay, I can see I can see the roadmap to three locations and and what that means for me. Right. Okay, that's great information. But what if I am an esthetician right now? Mm -hmm. I'm working in a shop. I have some money to invest. Um, would that be a good candidate or would you rather have somebody with, you know, 20, 20 years of PL experience in corporate America? Uh, potentially, potentially it, it all depends on, it all depends on the, the candidate. Um, and does he or she have the business acumen? Um, so an esthetician, you know, one of the unique things we do at a day is we have a monthly sit down with all of our estheticians and we go through their KPIs and talk about here's how you can improve. So there are estheticians who, who, who are really believe in skincare, but really love owning their business, which is how many clients can I bring in? Those estheticians who have that mindset, absolutely, they could, they would be uh, amazing um, owner operators. So I, I think, um, you know, I just want to share just for people listening, you know, when I, I did my disc profile tests and it said, whatever you do, don't go into business ownership or sales. Um, <laughs> Two years later, I was the number one franchise owner at Maui Wally among 200 franchises. So a lot of times it has to do with the grit and not, you know, the experience of the education. So it's cool that you don't just close the door, uh, but you'll have a conversation. And Correct. if you got something to move with there. So that's awesome. Real quickly, um, we're getting close to the end here, but um, products. Do you guys do products in the stores? Well, the great thing about... Um, how we differentiate ourselves is that we have uh, a huge number of retail product offerings um, for, for sale. So when you look at our average ticket, we have our customers uh, purchase at least one product per visit. Um, and so uh, the service routine is really great, but as an operator or owner, you have that retail product sales on top of it. So we have a really great curated list of products that 70 to 80% of our products you can't find in Sephora Alta. These are really up and coming brands. But the key thing to understand is that our back bar, and back bar is really defined as the products that are used in the course of a service. Most salons or day spas will only use one or two product lines. 
And what that means is that the effectiveness of a facial is greatly diminished because every skincare line has its what we call hero skews, and maybe 70% just are so-so. So for our estheticians, what they can do is they can pick the best of the best um, in that back bar for the, the effectiveness of the, the facial. It also allows the esthetician to be creative in regards to the facial. So we've, we found that it's, it's a really great retention tool because they, they get to, to, to feed that creativity that they really crave. Great. So in, going back to the candidates, I'm always thinking about candidates. Um, so somebody could start this and, and keep a full-time job and, and have like a manager, even a hire. How many employees are actually in a unit? It's anywhere between 15 to 25, depending on the size of the, of the location and, 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 and how it ramps. And so obviously once you are a mature location and you're three years in, you're going to have upwards of 20 to 25 employees. Um, but it is, it, it, it is definitely geared and we have our training geared towards manager training who runs inside the four walls. Um, and you know, it's, if you can have estheticians who are there for a very long time, the business, um, really runs on autopilot at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so real estate wise, what, what kind of square footage do you need for uh, a unit for heyday? It's uh, on average between 1,800 and 2,000 square feet. Okay. Um, and, and I think that the key point here is, again, Tom, going back to uh, people who want to retain their job, what's unique with our relationship with L5s is that we provide what we call a white glove service in regards to real estate and construction. So what L5 does is that they have a real estate team of deal makers go out and find and negotiate the locations on your behalf. So you can have and be as active as, as you'd like, or you could basically say, hey, tell me when I found a location and I'll write, I'll, uh, I will sign on the lease and we can get going. And the same thing happens from a construction standpoint. So we all know that real estate and construction is not why franchisees get into this, into a certain business. And so we take that, that expertise off their hands and we really focus and centralize that process. Do you have to use the folk that you have? That we possible? do. We do. And, and again, Tom, that goes back to our belief that there's a certain level of expertise that we have. And the reason why people come to, to own a franchise is because they're relying on that expertise. So why not extend that to real estate and construction when we also have the expertise on the operations side? Yeah, that is very true um, and very helpful. You know, because that is, you know, I've built out stores before and I was the, the general contractor, you know, by default. And uh, it was a disaster. Right. And, and just a big waste of my time. It's not right. what I do. Right. But it's fantastic. And where, where's the home base for Heyday Corporate Office? Yeah. So we started in New York. So uh, we have a, a bulk of our locations in New York. We have, um, we have six locations in New York, three in LA, one in Philadelphia, and our first franchise location is in Bethesda, Maryland. Great locations. Um, so my wife wants to get some of those products from Heyday that she loves. Yes. Uh, could I just go online and buy them? Absolutely. You can visit our website at any time and, and we'll have those products shipped directly to your house. And um, what is the website? The website is heydayskincare.com. 
heydayskincare.com. Correct. Yeah. This is great. Sean, if anybody's out there listening and they're thinking about a franchise just in general, any advice to them? Yeah, I would say uh, do your homework. Um, have the same uh, list of questions and ask them over and over again to anybody inside that organization and see if you're getting the same answers over and over again. The other thing I would say is that as you're exploring a franchise opportunity, um, if you get more and more excited with every call that you have, chances are you're, you're on the right path. Um, and then the last thing I would say is, is just get to know the executive team because they're really your partners um, in this. Obviously, you're going to be talking to franchisees in the system, getting to know them. Um, but it's really important that you get to know uh, the ops training, marketing people who are going to help you once you're open. Well, the people that are answering the phone, you know, it's not the president or founder of the franchise that's answering the phone when you have a question. Correct. Um, yeah, well said. And and I and I like the idea of asking the same questions verbatim to various people throughout the franchise, from franchisees up to the corporate team. I would say, and and on that note, I have. If you're listening and you're looking at franchising, uh, just email me. I have 39 questions to ask franchise owners. Things that I've honed over the years, uh, and it spans across all departments within a business. Uh, and that's how you get some really, you get the really good feeling or not the good feeling that to move ahead with a franchise or not. So, one one last question. My last question is: um, Are there any myths about Franchising or skincare that you could bust right now? <laughs> uh, I'd say um, the myth, myths about franchising is that uh, what I found through my career is that the semi absentee model can be really great, but you, you have to be fully present in the beginning to, to become a semi absentee owner. And so um, you're in franchising, what you should be avoiding is investing in thinking somebody else will take care of this business. You're the owner and it's ultimately your responsibility. So unless you're ready and willing and able to accept that fact, then franchising may be not for you. Yeah. Very, very well said. That was a great piece of information for the listeners. So Sean, I want to thank you so much for being on the Franchise Academy. All of the contact information, uh, the Heyday, um, the Heyday website, and and Sean's contact information, with his permission, will be on thefranchiseacademy.com. So check that out, Scott. Uh, Scott, Sean, thank you so much for reaching out. I'm thinking about Scott Thompson, my buddy, right. over at L5. Another great guy. Yeah, another yeah, great, great guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Told me everything I know. Love that guy. Um, so. Um, how can people get in touch with you? Do you mind? Yeah, sure. Um, they could reach out to me uh, via email address, uh, Sean, that's S-E-A-N at heydayskincare.com. Heydayskincare.com. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for uh, being on the Franchise Academy. Tom, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.